0: This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Kenyan Wall Street Podcast. My name is Wadiri Getogo. I'll be your host. In today's show, we have Ms. Agatha Juma, who is the curator and director in Engage Kenya. Ms. Agatha is one of the panelists who will be participating in Kenya Bankers Association leading Women finance e-conference, which will be taking place on the 15th to 16th of October. My guest and I will talk about gender equality in financial institutions. Welcome to the show, Ms. Agatha Juma.
0: Thank you, and Thank you for having me.
1: I most welcome. How can we enhance communication and storytelling for business among women to encourage other women to take up leadership roles and come forward to the entrepreneurial space?
0: So I think. The first thing we need to do is we need to know our stories as individuals before we even get to knowing the stories of our organizations. What are the stories that make me? What is my background and therefore how does it affect who I am today? And background is not just in terms of socioeconomic status. For whatever socioeconomic status you grew up in, did you grow up in a nurturing environment where everybody told you that you can be anything you want to be because you can tell those people truly grow up believing they can be anything they want to be there's also another group of people who grew up without seeing anyone around them who they could look up to so they had to be their own inspiration and they grew up with a fighter spirit knowing they want to be something but they just can't see what and then there's also some who grew up and they knew it will take a miracle for me to break out of whether it is town Or village or whatever so what are your stories and how did they define who you are after we know our stories we need to own our stories I mean everyone comes from a certain background had certain experiences in school and what I have seen with myself and with people I know and even in the work that we do at Engage is we get to a certain place especially when you're in the corporate world that you want to look a certain way and behave a certain way so that you fit in. When you deny your stories you're being in me. This is my background. This is how I've gotten to where I am. And then thirdly and really importantly we need to tell our stories. We need to tell our stories, the good, the bad, the ugly. We need to talk about in the workplace as women who are rising or women who have already risen as we're talking to younger women. We need to talk about Times of the month when you're having really painful periods and you have an important presentation or you have a high pressure project that you're working on, how did you deal? We need to talk about house managers and how they are really important in a woman's life. How did I deal when I had small children? When I was coming up in my career, how have I dealt with family issues? So let's one, know our stories to own our stories and tell our stories. I think it will help us fit in better in our own shoes, but also encourage others to know that there's nobody who's going through anything unique in this world. I think...
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, I like that you mentioned women should own their stories and tell their stories. And also those who are ahead in their careers should talk to the young women who are beginning and other young women probably who are in school. Uh, Maybe I'll go to my second question. During your stint at IFC and Kepsa, what are some of the lessons you learned that can be a guidance in closing the economic gender gap?
0: so the thing i observed when i was working at kepsa and i interacted with a lot of business leaders and even at ifc the first thing that struck me is hey yeah these guys are normal they're human so before these were people that i saw on tv and making big proclamations and running big businesses but when i began sitting with them in board meetings in many meetings realized hold on what they have is they have a lot of skill they have a lot of experience and there's also a lot of people with skill and experience but they're bold but they're not necessarily smarter than everyone else because there's things they would say I'm like for real but they say it with such boldness that even you begin to get convinced maybe that's the right thing to do so boldness in proclaiming what you think is right even when it is wrong. Number two, these people do not shy from receiving harsh feedback. I mean, some of the conversations I used to hear in those boardrooms at Kepsa and IFC, I'm like, ooh, that's harsh. But they take it face value, depersonalized feedback, especially when it's negative, and, and take it at face value. But also what I noticed, because this conference is about leading women, is that in those two places, the women who were leading, quote-unquote, in managerial or in leadership positions were usually a lot older. Uh, the women in their 50s, they're women in their 60s or late 40s going upwards. And this is because a younger woman has many things stacked against her career growth. You're settling in, uh, starting a family, you, you have young children and by nature physiological, biological makeup, your family takes a lot of your time so when you have small children and you're having house health issues or your child is unwell children under five will fall ill. then the workplace is not designed to accommodate us and there's a big difference between a man at 28 and a woman at 28 if both of them have a one-year-old child because for a man at 28 if the child is unwell he will go and sleep in another room or sleep in the living room especially if he has something important going the wife will say ish you tomorrow is a big day at work you go and get some rest but a woman doesn't have that luxury and if it continues then at the workplace because we don't talk about these things then agatha is lagging behind agatha does not give her projects in time so Yeah, it really is much harder for women who are raising families and and have children to progress at the same level as men. So for me, I have seen those women are a lot older, so they don't have young children or they are single and upwardly mobile, which means they can work at the same level, if not harder than men and hang out with the men in the evening. Imagine that's still a thing in 2020 where decisions are being made. Alternatively, they have enough resources or are blessed enough to afford support at home. There's nothing more important than support at home. A good house help is the equivalent to a woman of a good wife. If you can afford a good wife in terms of help, marry her to free your mind so that you're not worried, have the children showered, have the... So those are the things I have learned. That... If you see a woman trying to just chomo her head a little bit, support her.
1: Uh, interesting. I think that will go a long way in encouraging more women to support each other. What maybe I've gotten from that is that younger women have uh, more responsibilities compared to their male counterparts. And I think that is something we need to put forward and discuss during the conference. <laughs> At this juncture, I would like to know, what can you say are some of the things that businesses can do to better approach supporting women in times of crisis, especially like now during the pandemic?
0: Hmm. You know, when you mentioned crisis, (laughs) so there's individual crisis, there's organisational crisis, and then there's global crisis. And between organisational crisis and individual crisis, we are always in some crisis of some sort. In fact, I read somewhere, uh, someone, I can't remember the name, was quoted saying that we are all either in the middle of a crisis, or have just come out of a crisis or about to go into a crisis. So our lives are in constant crisis mode. For me, what I would say is normalize speaking the truth that we all go through crisis. Normalize speaking about the crisis you went through and how you dealt with it as leaders, as business leaders, or as women leaders. Let's normalize psychosocial support at all levels. And let it not just be when there's psychosocial support offered in the workplace. It is for a certain group of people. Normalize everyone getting psychosocial support. And then as businesses, as organizations, we need to normalize asking for and getting help without being victimized for it. Otherwise, what happens and has happened in my life a lot of times is when you have personal crisis to deal with, you try and suppress it because you don't want to look like, hey, that chick has issues or that woman can't deal or this employee, we cannot rely on her because she's going through X. When that happens to not just you or when it happens to your colleague, everyone else is watching. And as humans, we learn more by what is done to our peers and to ourselves than what is in the HR manual. So let's normalize being human because there's no human who operates at optimal capacity three hundred and sixty five days in a year. And people will give more knowing that they can feel safe in the workplace. That is what it is.
1: Uh, interesting. I think, I think, if organisations are very much open about uh, talking about crises and uh, and uh, providing psychosocial support, I think we will also see much of uh, productivity improve. I like, I like I like that point a lot. Uh, in a nutshell, I
0: agree with you.
1: Yes. In a nutshell, what are some of the things we should look forward to to in your discussion in the upcoming leading men in in banking and finance conference?
0: So my session will be mainly on communication, women and communication, women and storytelling, especially in the finance sector. Uh, and this came about from a discussion with the organizers of the conference. Women do not speak up often enough, which is unfortunate because we women have brilliant ideas and because of how we are wired we see many things we observe many things but because either of the fear of speaking out or we just haven't developed that muscle of saying what we think whether it is right or wrong women hold their ideas women hold their opinions which could really be useful for themselves and also organizations things that could stop broad things that could grow businesses but just how do we grow our voice how do you become a more confident communicator a more confident public speaker where do you find the opportunities to do this
1: and that's dear listeners was all we had for today stay tuned for more podcasts